Hello, welcome to episode 126 of Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. And uh, we're coming close to the end of our uh, script competition, actually. We, the, the deadline is next Sunday. Hopefully you're listening before that. Um, the 17th of November at uh, midnight, I guess we could say. Yeah. Uh, so you've still got time. Hopefully you're listening to this in time. Uh, but even if you haven't, this is uh, some advice that we'd like to give you, general advice uh, about your uh, scripts. And we're going to make some sort of final suggestions just before you send that script yeah. off. So this hopefully is advice uh, for, for anyone who's got a script they're about to send off. And actually this would probably work with a drama script as well. It's just substitute the occasional reference to the, the word joke to the yeah. word exciting yeah. thing i don't know i don't yeah. i don't know how to write drama right yeah. um probably but, you don't need jokes 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 which is something that i will probably say at some point yes um jokes jokes certainly help although yeah. this is not a widely held opinion necessarily within <laughs> comedy um but yeah. uh, that's a subject for another podcast yeah so we're um we're doing the script competition and we're going to read the, the at least the first 10 pages of of every script and actually We'll probably read the whole script, but you've pretty much, in any situation, the reader has made up his mind fairly early on, mm -hmm. um, and he or she will be thinking, even within three pages, this person mm. knows what they're doing, and this person doesn't know what they're doing. You do that yourself anyway, I'm sure. Anytime you watch a TV show, and uh, you try a new show, and you give it five minutes, maybe, or you give it ten minutes, mm. if you're somebody you really, really like, and you think, okay, I'll watch the whole episode, but actually you've already decided, maybe about 15 minutes in, no. This one's not for me. Or and so, oh, I love in, this. Well, this is why in the in the in the box set era, people just mm. say, "Oh, you need to give it a bit of time to get into it." You know, yeah. watch the first four episodes, and you go like, four hours. <laughs> I'm not watching four hours on yes. the off chance. Yes, I might want to watch this. We've had this uh, very um, debate on our Patreon site. Somebody uh, started watching Parks and Rec. Uh, which is a, a a great show, lovely show from uh, a few years ago. An amazing show, I would uh, say. Yeah, it's a great show, but it uh, doesn't really get going properly until about series two. I yes. Think. So um, the first episode of series one is great, yeah. and then the next five are not so good because... Mm. Um, uh, Leslie Nope's character just seems to be in a slightly separate show to all the other characters. Yeah, yeah. And then... In series two, they cracked this and realised they just need to change the way the other characters react to Leslie Nope and actually mm. kind of admire her yeah. because she's so hardworking and such a believer in the system, as it right. were. Um, and it just, just everything slotted into place. Yeah. So I would say start watching from series two. Yeah. Well, that's what I said to the person yeah. who said, I've been trying to watch it and I, I've watched about three episodes and it just doesn't, it's just not working for me. And, um, but yeah, so, so sometimes, and don't watch the first four episodes of Seinfeld either. Yeah. The very first four episodes. Yeah. Um, they're not bad. No. But, but they're not, they're not the show that you're going to fall in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were some great moments in, the, mm. in those first four, but yeah, yeah, they're not quite more than the sum total of their parts. Yeah. So we, we want to read, we want to uh, read the first 10 pages of your script and just go, wow, I really want to carry on reading this. Yeah. So how can, what can you do now? You've written your script, you probably think this is as good as I can make it. Well, you can probably, uh, you, you, obviously we don't want you to go, oh no, that thing that I'm changing here is going to change everything else and the whole thing's going to fall apart, which, which can happen. <laughs> To a script, I'm sure James, you've had experience of that. I've had, I've been involved in shows where one thing has to change about a week before the show is about to be uh, recorded in front of an audience, and that completely unravels the whole episode. Yeah, you have to rewrite the whole show till three o'clock in the morning. Um, but the just there are things that you can do with your first ten pages to really make us go, oh yeah, that's good. That that definitely works. So. Mm. Um, do you want to maybe start and give us some thoughts about what you think? Well, the I'm going to I'm going to say the things. thing that um, is it's not so much tinkering. So there are some tinkering things about typos and stuff we could talk about, but um, the first ten pages, the same refrain always happens. So if you if you join us on Patreon and you join us as a governor on Patreon, uh, all of our stages are named after people in Porridge. If you're a governor 
um, we will read the first 10 pages of your script and do a special little Patreon-only podcast that you and Patreon listeners can listen to. So we, and also back in the day, we were reading first 10 pages and doing them on this particular show. But that's now a Patreon uh, benefit. Uh, do go and look us up on Patreon and join us. But normally the problem is the same, which is nothing's happening. And so you get to page 10 and normally you have a fairly clear sense of who the characters are and what the world is, but you don't really know what they're doing and why they want to do it, or you don't have a clear quest for the main character. If I don't get X done by Y, then Z will happen. Um, or you might get that on page 10, and that's a third of the way through your script. That's 10 minutes in, and I would say by page 10, you need to have announced what your character is. You need to announce what your character is going to do, and then you need to have had them try and fail once and actually ideally not just try and fail but try and fail and make it worse and we're going to talk about plotting in the next episode to come um so uh, so that will be uh, coming down the pike fairly soon but but in general we just find that the first 10 pages is normally people talking yeah and that ain't enough mm. and sometimes it's very funny but uh mm. it's if if you think about that we're not uh most people who watch uh tv are not us they're not comedy nerds they don't tune in at the beginning of episode one uh they'll they'll switch over they're getting a bit bored with the news and at 10 past 10 they'll turn over and they'll they'll suddenly be in your your new sitcom that's never been on tv before and they want they want to stay there mm. so um you... and the reader is in the same situation yeah the because your, your initially your script is something is a document that will hopefully get you work mm. and so the reader at home is the same as the producer pulling it off the pile and thinking i should probably read some scripts what's this one right here we go yeah it's the same process isn't it yes and so um that that's why you definitely you you we we want to be looking at the person who is the main person i mean that that, that is another thing uh that i i found not so much now because we've we've bang on about it a lot but initially when i started reading scripts and i'd get a 10 pages from someone uh, and i i did sort of one-to-ones with them at the, the comedy conference and um i'd say oh this character this uh, didn't really work for me and they say well that's actually um oh that's not the main character this is just a scene that's at the beginning and and this character doesn't appear again the main character doesn't actually come till till later well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you've just made me sit through uh basically a sketch that you've put at the mm. beginning of your sitcom about something completely different um and, and has no relevance mm. to everything else you've and got you can you can, pro- you can get away with that mm. if you're ricky gervais you know yeah. Or someone with a heck of a lot of clout mm. who's been given a six-episode commission for a Netflix show. You can do a false dummy. You know, you can do whatever you like once mm. you're Stephen Moffat, yeah. once you're up there in the, you know, uh, on the pantheon of, of writers. But you, you don't get to do that. Yeah. So ideally, your first scene should star your main character, your key relationship... And if it doesn't do that, you need to probably switch it around a bit. Yeah. And uh, it's important as well. And again, this is, we, we talked a little bit about this in, in character. Um, you know, you don't, don't kind of go the other way and have this kind of completely weird character who's so kind of incredibly weird and different that, you know, that, yes, that will make a bit of a, 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 an impact. That would jolt us. But... You want this character to be fam- familiar. We we want to be able to see this character think, oh, yeah, I get what that is. And, oh, but hang on, they're doing something now that I've never seen done before in a, a comedy show. So, again, this is why it's so difficult to get characters right. They have to be familiar, mm-hmm. and yet they have to do something unfamiliar very early on, mm-hmm. and yet that still has to be... Uh, believable so yeah. so it is it, it, it is a a, a a a tricky act to pull off yeah. but you, you no one said this was easy yeah yeah but i that, would say yeah i would yeah. add to that that um just made me think that this character that you introduce their first line is critical what what are they wearing what are they holding what are they what's the one thing you don't want to say they walk in and they are wearing this they are looking like this and they are thinking this and saying this or doing this. You don't, you, you don't want loads of action because people skip over it. 
um, I'm afraid. Um, and it makes it makes you drowsy to read. Um, and you can get to that when you're actually making the show. You can be a bit more specific in, in your what certain props or things need to look like. But if your character walks in and they're holding this and their first line is that, you go, oh, they're that sort of person. Yeah. You know, if somebody walks in and they're holding a saw and it's got blood on it, <laughs> you're going to fairly quickly form an opinion, especially if the, if the character's first line is, I've had a really bad day. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, if they're wearing a suit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than a smock or a boiler yeah. suit. Um, all of these things just give you a completely different character. And so just, it's a cliche, but you only get one chance to make a first impression. Yeah. Each of your key characters, you just need to make sure when we first see them, is their line, hello, how are you? Yeah. That's yeah. very unlikely to be the best first line for that character. Mm. Or what have you been up to today? Or um, where is my pen? It's just like... Yeah. And, and what, what will help that, and again, this is something um, that, it, that there is a skill to this. When you first introduce a character in your script, you've got, you, you can get away with about four or five words to describe this person. And just to take what you, mm. you said there, where is my pen? Mm. But let's say you've introduced a character who, uh, you know, uh, a 20s control freak mm. uh immaculately dressed mm. you know suddenly where is my pen mm. <laughs> has a lot more yeah. going for it yeah. than just uh 50s uh woman mm. uh wearing three-piece um wearing sort of Princess such an outfit I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah um uh, spanish you know yeah. uh, 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 so it's just look for words and 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 things that, that, that your character is, yeah. you know, your character is uh, a monster. Yeah. So let's... And uh, I, what I would say in that case, yeah. of the who's, where's my pen? Yeah. You would actually, the character, the line would be, someone has moved my pen. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, or yeah. it would be, yeah. and you just go, you know, the moment it says someone has moved my pen, you just yeah. think, oh, you're that kind of person. Yeah. Um, and also if someone says, if somebody walks in saying, where's my pen? And they're wearing a suit and they're carrying a saw, which has got blood all over <laughs> yeah. it. Again, you've yeah. got some dissonance there, which exactly. is interesting. Yeah. Um, Similarly, if, if somebody, somebody walks out like that and then says, actually, I'm double parked. I can't stay long. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah. yeah. You know, this person's mm. a psychopath. Yeah. You've established that quite quickly right. rather than yeah. this person has ended up having to do this awful thing and they're terrified that they're going to get caught. But this person doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, exactly. But, so... You, you you can tell you know you 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 can give us a heightened version of of if if, if we're going to it will be revealed over ten pages mm. um, what what why this is and what that's about if you can just point us somewhere that makes us go what mm. um, and you've got five words to do it in and the five words in the opening line um, that's fantastic that's already you, you can see how you're already kind of bringing extra life to something that, that maybe you know oh god this is the first scene I have to establish this and you, you do and it is bo there, there is boring stuff you do have to establish that's what I mean when I say uh, you know there has to be something familiar about them um, so but going back to the um, yeah. the episode we did with David Tyler the other day where he talks about just you know, hopefully you've already picked a situation that is interesting and sort of funny. So rather than it being a, oh, I'm going to have to set this all up. It's just like, no, no, it's just like, come into this world. I've got something for, I've got something to show you. And so I would just be, if, if you're, you know, try to find a way of conveying some excitement about the fact that here is a world of characters that you're going to love and you, you may hate them, but you're going to love hating them. Um, here's a load of, here, here's a world you haven't seen before, or here is a world that you thought you knew, or here is a world that you're very familiar with, but we've got a very, very odd angle on this, or we're telling this story from a completely different perspective. So you want, you want all of that in that first scene. Um, so although you, it might feel like you're beyond the point of no return on your script, just work out how can you make that scene work harder for you to set up your characters? What's the first impression? What's the reader going to think at the end of that first scene? And are they going to go, wow, I need to read on? Yeah. I think uh, that's, that's definitely the case with the, the, the character. That is the, the, the first 
point. And I think also, which is uh, as if that's not hard enough, then the next difficult thing is um, that you kind of want whatever it, the theme is of your show, whatever, and there's a sort of underlying uh, theme about something. I mean, you know, I want to write a sitcom. Yeah, okay, I want to write a sitcom about a hotel owner. Well, you're not, re- not really, you know, I want to write a sitcom about a person who is completely ill-suited to the, the mm. perfectly ill-suited to the situation they're in um then that and that's your that's sort of where you're that's going to be the whole premise of the thing and that's going to be that that'll come through the character so if you you, you can find ways of sort of i think the word in novels is a foreshadowing isn't it it's like you kind of set setting up things that aren't necessarily obvious why they're there but they they are about you know what is it about this what 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 is it what is this story about mm. you know uh what what's what and and without spelling it out you know what 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 is there about what you're thinking is about that that that's going to kind of influence what goes on in the rest of it and again that's like you know if you're reading a a, a book a novel or something you know you you get hooked on that first page or something and then but it's only when you're 50 pages in you go oh right oh that's yeah. why that's why it said that in that opening scene. Yeah. That's what that's about. And if what we're sound, well, if what we're saying sounds like an impossibly tall order, well, yeah, it is. And actually, um, it sounds a bit crazy, but I'm just suddenly in the mind, put in the mind of Bill Bryson's excellent book, um, the short history of nearly everything, where he explains loads and loads of signs really, really well. And what what he when he talks about the formation of amino acids. Um, he says it's it's weird reading it as a as a as a Christian believer. Um, I, I I find it weird the way he talks about it and doesn't say therefore this is so unlikely that because in order in order for the conditions for life the complexity of certain amino acids that all have to be created simultaneously is sort of a, a one in a trillion 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 trillion. Um, so, but but my point overall is, it feels like you've got to do twenty five things in that first scene yeah. that is just an impossibly high bar to to literally breathe life into your show. It feels like your show has always existed that these characters are real and have just literally walked into your show, and that it is really hard. The first episode is the hardest, and it's easy to write episode one hundred of an existing show than episode one of a show that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's where we are. And that's right. where we start. But, you know, that's great because that's yeah. exciting as well. Yeah. And if you're fi- But the encouragement there is if you're finding it really hard, good. If you're mm. finding it easy, it's probably terrible. <laughs> oh, no, it's easy. I just yeah. sat up and wrote... I just... In, I wrote the script in one night. It wrote itself. It's like, well... Yeah. Um, Okay, it probably yeah. didn't. Well, if it did, if it really did, I'd be a bit worried. You're one step away from the people who go and watch stand-up comedians and then uh, see them a week later doing the same material and saying, hang on, that's the same stuff you said last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's my script. What? You don't just make it up as you stand there? <laughs> no. No. Um, so, well, which then brings us to the next point, which is the relatively easier thing but again it's the thing that gets missed the most is um we want a story and again we we do bang on about this but the reason we bang on about this is because uh we don't get stories enough Mm. and we however much we say it by story you don't mean this is a character this is the premise this is what's happening to them we're sharing this character we've got lots of jokes no it's just something as simple as um you know i've you've got to go to the uh dentist tomorrow and uh, there's a complication something's happened and you're not going to be able to you have to cancel it it that you know it could be something as boring and as dull as that or it could be uh oh i've just won ten thousand pounds on the lottery um so whatever it is but i can't find the ticket yeah okay <clears throat> yes yeah. that's the story so that that that's what we mean by a story. and i would do i would do all that in the first scene yeah um so the tempting thing would be well or, or alternatively I've won, I've done a scratch card, I've won £10,000, brilliant. Where is it? I now can't find it. It may be that you're now not worried about finding it, but you've already spent the money, you've already promised, and now you can't find the ticket. 
and now you've got to look for it. Mm. And But when you find it, you realise that it's basically ruined. Yeah. Or you think it's in a pair of trousers that has been laundered. And it will turn out not to have been, maybe, mm. or maybe it has, I don't know. But what we normally find is that you're... Usually, the note on the first 10 pages is, oh, page 10, this is exciting. Yeah. How could this... How could you have got here on page three or page four and then mm. moved it on one stage by page 10? Mm. So normally we get that inciting incident on page eight, nine, ten, and we go, no, 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 you need that on page three. Mm. Um, so I think that's kind of the get that story started. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about this when we do the, the, the plots episode. But I, I think probably one of the things that has happened with the uh, demise of the audience sitcom and the rise of the more realistic-looking but not necessarily as funny uh, non-audience sitcom is um, that it sort of sounds cringy to sit there and say, OK, well, the story is going to be uh, that he's, it's his birthday or something or that he's, he's got to go and buy a pair of shoes. And you sort of think, oh, God, you know, this is so... This is just like an old hat sort of thing. But it's actually... What, what we're doing is we're, we're, this is how character comes out. Mm. And so uh, it, when I want to go and buy a pair of shoes compared to when... Um, what's her name out of uh, Carrie Bradshaw out of Sex and the City wants mm. to buy a pair of shoes or Adina from Ab Fab buying yeah. a pair of shoes okay, that she, would because... buy, she would buy 30 yeah. pairs of shoes Yeah, and they say oh right and you'll yeah. you'll try them all on and send 29 back Yeah, no <laughs> I'll, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll just keep all of them or, or, and, and you know or she'll you know kind of do what she can to kind of um, get to know the person who makes this really special yeah. shoes and, and, and you know kind of uh, cultivate that and get into all yeah. sorts of scrapes doing yeah. that so so it, 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 it is the thing on which it is the fairly dull boring thing on which we're hanging our character because that and that's where you, the familiar comes and that's where and again I've mentioned this uh, with Modern Family before is mm. where you know you do get a lot of episodes in Modern Family where it is X's birthday and, and it's usually you know it's like a big birthday a 40th or it's something. usually a way of, of drawing the family together mm. for a final finale yeah. where for a big fight yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where yeah well they'll just clatter three plots together yeah so yeah but but with if, if you've got an extended family that live roughly close to each other you you can get away with that quite a lot. Yeah. But it's always, yeah, there are a lot of birthdays, a lot of anniversaries. Yeah. Um, so, but but it, it, it is, uh, it's the relatively simple thing that is like, oh, this is my chance to do X or this, my, uh, uh, or this is something that's happening to me that, uh, yeah. you know, is putting me in a, a spot, you know, a friend. Even, yeah, a friend has got something, you know, they want me to lie for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that, that's... But that's next episode. We'll talk about plots more then. Yeah, okay. But, um, but yeah, get the story going. And is mm. there any way that you can... Because also, your script may be 38 pages. And actually, uh, you could probably get rid of eight pages. Mm. And that will be a better script. And I would suggest that you get rid of those pages towards the start rather than towards the end, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, work out what... Be honest with yourself. One thing you can do, because it's hard to get people to read scripts and give you feedback, one thing you can do is firstly just put the script in a drawer for a, for a day or two and then go back to it and then just summarise what happens in each scene and think to yourself, is, is this enough? Is this actually, you know, be honest. How has the story moved on from scene one to scene two to scene three to scene four? And you might discover that actually it's pretty thin. And even though you've got lots of routines that you like and that you've, you know, lots of jokes that you like or lots of characters that you like and lots of scenes that you like, the story really, really is the engine that will drag you through the episode. Mm. And so I would say that when you're looking to edit and cut down, really think about those first 10 pages and work out how, how, can, we get, how can we get this story moving. Yeah. And even if it's uh, a, a, a life-changing moment, and we do read a lot of scripts, and I know I remember Shane Allen, the BBC mm. One head of comedy, said that a lot of scripts he gets where uh, the person's uh, a bloke, sacked. not a bloke. the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bloke's just been sacked from work, and he goes home, and his wife's left him, um, and you, you can see why. 
that's uh, a great way to start something. You know, it, it's it's a new it, beginning. Show. Yeah, somebody somebody who is starting out learning how to write has been told. You know, we want we want a big story. You know, okay, that that's great. That's big. But even if that is your thing, and it's great to have some sort of life changing moment at the start of your your uh, story, at the start of your episode, you still need. Oh, okay. Wife's left, and um, and the uh, you got sacked. Oh, and you've got to cancel the milk bill, otherwise yeah. uh, something's you know the bank's gonna. Yeah. She drinks all the milk, so yeah. I know, I've now got loads of milk I don't want. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, whatever it is. So so you still need that's still the the driver. Otherwise, you're just you're just writing about, and then this thing happened to him, and he reacted to it that way, and then he did, and and, and you get a lot of reacting. Yeah. Whereas you need a story to just say, okay, right, I've got to go, and I have to be the proactive one, and in the process of going down to the the talk about the milk to the milkman, mm. you know, you suddenly break down, and my wife's left me, I lost my job, and it's like, yeah, sorry, mate, I'm the milkman. So you've yeah. got a potentially funny. Yeah. scene there so you know you still it would be tempting need that it would be tempting to take 10 pages for him to you you set him up at work hmm. with a boss and um and an underling and a colleague yeah. and then we never see them again that's four pages he gets home that's the script i've read uh, a few times his his, <laughs> his his um partner isn't there male or female his or her whichever way round we're going and they've moved out or they're leaving and so that's kind of like oh no i can't believe it you got to page 10 and nothing has happened other than two things have happened to our character. And I'm now just thinking of the opening title sequence of Dear John, right. where the opening song is, you know, Dear John, by the time you read these lines, I'll be gone. Yeah. Life goes on, right or wrong. Um, and so, and you can see his, in the opening title, at the end of his title sequence, you can see in his face that his world has just yeah. collapsed. And he's now going to go to the one-to-one group. And because in those days, sitcoms were all basically plays, which I think all the better for it. But, yeah. um, and so I'm sure they probably did a bit more on the first episode, but the rhythm of shows was sort of different in the 80s when that was on. But it was a really, but you've done it all in the opening episodes and they do it. And the other example I was use is Veep where she's vice president the show is called veep and the opening titles is you know lewis uh, julie lewis dreyfus's character she's running for office she's running for office she's not quite popular enough and she's going to be vice president and here we go the show has started here is somebody who wanted to be president but isn't now what and you could easily spend a whole episode on her becoming vice president and actually i'm not sure whether they do that or not i can't right. I, I, i've only seen episodes individually yeah. but I, I can't remember but it's very efficient mm. um i'm a big fan of telling all the backstory in the in the uh, opening credits mm. a, from my childhood there was a, a show called the beverly hillbillies yeah uh, about a poor family uh, and i can remember it all because uh, they you know the, fa- the family were poor and they struck oil on their uh, in, in their farm and so they became really rich and they moved to hollywood uh, and there they are the beverly hillbillies and mm. that was in the that was 30 seconds took 30 seconds and then uh, fresh prince of the uh, Lair, which well, is basically oh, it's hello. the the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. but with Will Smith. My life got turned right upside yeah. down, and I really, and yeah, exactly. And so you know, that's it. I will, I, I did watch weirdly. I, I watched the very first episode of that the other day, oh. or I watched the first ten minutes, partly because um, a friend of mine who weirdly lives very close to where we're recording, who was at a gig I was at last night, hmm. her brother is the butler. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> Carlton, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, literally in that episode, you get the opening title sequence. You're moving, you're moving to your auntie and uncle in Bel Air, and it starts. Bing bong, he's ringing at the doorbell. Yeah, that's it. He's here. Yeah. Um, and origin, and he's sort of like, oh, wow, you know. And it, it starts. It doesn't start in Philadelphia, West Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, born and raised. Um, you know, it's it doesn't start there. Yeah. Title sequence. Get it going. Yeah. Um, and bear in mind that the Americans are working with 22 minutes mm. and you just watch an episode of modern family and see how much they pack in before that first ad break, like seven minutes in four they, plots. They've set up <laughs> four plots. Yeah. Yeah. And possibly moved one or two of them on one phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's astonishing. And so therefore that's a real lesson. And yeah. I know it sounds like we're laboring this, uh, but literally every single script we read hmm. pretty much without exception is the story does not start until yeah. page 10. And again, keep coming back to, and this is always uh, good good homework for anyone, uh, watch the opening three minutes of Friends mm-hmm. uh, and you get every character of the, the next 250 episodes. You get, um, they're all sitting in the cafe and yes, okay, it is people talking, uh, but we know, you know, we, we, the, the, the people talking will subsequently, we'll see them and, you know, not they didn't know when they were writing it that they were going to be writing the most fantastically phenomenal show mm. but uh they they have these people talking and then three minutes in um jennifer uh, aniston rachel. rachel walks in to a cafe uh, in a wedding dress and you know that's so much there is so much in there mm. that you don't uh, i, I don't the, need to say ac- any more yeah it's the acorn from which a yeah. huge well a fo- an oak forest yeah uh, emerges it's a kind of it's a sort of bang wow i'm mm. sitting in a cafe and someone has walked in in a wedding dress mm. okay what's the story yeah we'll find out yeah and that becomes the whole that that's the whole you know the whole of friends kind yeah. of pretty much is around you know uh rachel's search to be to be a woman you know to be not be the married woman can you have it all mm. you know and when you're well, in also, your she's 20s, sort of looking like a prince you know she's sort yeah. of looking like a princess as well and she is very much a princess at the yeah. start isn't yeah. it and I, I weirdly i i think she does not get enough credit for that mm. because she doesn't i think that's the hardest part to play that and ross are the hardest parts to play yeah and actually i think david trimmer and jennifer aniston are brilliant yeah and i they just never quite get the credit yeah i yeah. think they deserve i know and it's a shame that the show just was not such a success i know that, you know they never really cashed in on that yeah having said that <laughs> subsequent to that they have well, I mean, to be fair all six characters have not particularly had another sitcom huge mm. success but then ha- yeah. how could you match that oh, exactly you know? exactly i think you know they've 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 done what they could i suppose mm. so that that actually also that brings me on to another point i think that is uh the 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 world that you're creating Mm. and you know there wasn't i don't think there was a like a sort of coffee culture like we have now when friends came out there was obviously a little bit of it but you know cafe when i was a lad you went to a cafe and you know the the coffee was disgusting and you had you had a fry up uh you know uh, and it's certainly true in britain i don't know what it was america they had the greasy spoon well they did they had diners but you know the cafe culture uh that has come out of friends you know is is very pervasive but that's the world that was created in that opening scene and if you you can create a get a sense of a world Mm. um that that's um whatever your location is Mm. i mean you know 40 towers is all uh, that 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 reception it's it's that kind of hotel isn't it yeah you You, you go go straight away yeah dad's army you know you oh look at those people this this is uh, the word army is in the title, but mm. then the word oh, dad's army. All right, mm. okay, it's a bunch of people who shouldn't be in an army. Yeah, it's the old, it's the old people. Yeah. yeah, and they're in a church hall, and they don't have any guns. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, and there's this really old man, and there's this sort of sweet old bloke, and there's this sort yeah. of young, fresh-faced, yeah, uh, idiot, and you know, so so the place, you know, that that that, and by which don't just mean the the room mm. you know what does that place say and again come back to the pilot of frazier frazier's place is this beautiful wonderful uh, mm. flat with all this amazing stuff from all over the world um within five minutes martin's chair yeah ruins that flat a carbuncle it is martin yeah in fact even when martin's not there the chair is there yeah. and that will always annoy frazier yeah, for yeah. the next 10 years next yeah. 250 episodes so that's and 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 it's also coming back to what's the premise mm. you know well 
that's great. You've got a perfect. That's just one of the greatest jokes to have available. Mm. It's a joke because however much Frazier thinks of himself as you know, he wants to be. He is a little bit puzzle faulty, isn't he? He's he's a snob. He yeah. wants to be. He wants people to think of him in a certain way. Even you know, at the height of his success, that chair. Every episode, even if you're kind of not quite following the story. Oh, and there's that chair. That's the kind of that's that 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 the whole premise of Frasier is mm. is in every scene in the flat. If you can come up with something like that, uh, that mm. some kind of symbol as well that you can have in your opening, that that's fantastic. However, <laughs> we are days from the deadline, and you may yes. be thinking, "Well, this is all very well. I should probably start all over again." But um, <laughs> there are some really seriously practical things that I would like to just finish up with, okay. um, if that's all right. Yep. Uh, since time is marching on, um, and there are sort of one thing which is um, related to the other thing. My big question is, is it clear what's happening? So ideally, get some... So if you give the script to someone who doesn't work in the industry at all and read a script, they probably won't give you that much useful feedback because they don't really know how to read a script. And it's, you know, maybe they think they do and maybe you know someone and that will all be fine. In a way, you don't particularly want to know what their opinion is about whether it's funny or not necessarily. But what you can do is ask them to tell you what's happening. Is it clear what's happening? Um, and, what you know, can they summarise the plot for the first 10 pages? And can they tell you what the characters are or who they are? Can they sort of vaguely remember their names? Names are hard to remember and what roughly they're like. It may be that you can read it out to yourself or to somebody else or read it aloud to your partner or whatever and say, um, you know, is it clear what's going on? Weirdly, the more action lines you have, the less clear it often tends to be. So you can you can three if if I'm reading a script and there are three paragraphs of action lines, you know, and it's like 12, 13, 14, 15 lines of action before someone speaks, I'm already a little bit worried. Uh, you want to get the characters talking because our eye is naturally our eye naturally gravitates towards the the dialogue. So I think you want to be as you want to spend as long on your action lines in making them as concise as possible as you would on the dialogue. In fact, um, and you can when you get to make this show in four years time and you have a production meeting, you can spell out exactly what this music box should look like and you can spell out exactly what color the sofa is and what the throw is and what the cushions are and you can be a specific, you, we, we don't need to know that. Unless it is essential to the plot, you can just say the living room is looks like a, an interior magazine catalogue. And do you know what someone else, the people who work in costumes who love to do things mm. that aren't police procedures or hospitals yeah. the whole time they'll come up and they'll they'll come up with some great funny things for exactly. you as well so yeah. don't yeah. you know don't worry at this stage about that yeah um so what you're trying to create is a is an entertaining and readable document and mm. scripts are hard enough to read as it is um because they are as they say on the um uh, script notes podcast you know they say that the script is a blueprint for a mm. building yeah and so you, you don't obsess over creating this, you know, this blueprint that's perfect because that's not it. Mm. But you do need to make it readable. And that's another thing. Just you was talking there about the kind of blocks of, of action. And, and again, we do have this with dialogue. So when you see a page, and you do see it quite often, and it's uh, half the page is one person's speech. And you look at that and you know that well, that's about two or three minutes you know, it doesn't look like two or three minutes, but it's actually, you know, there's got to be a lot of stuff happening around it. And it's a monologue. Well, even if it's one minute, it's going to feel like an yeah. absolute uh, age. Yeah. Um, the rhythm of jokes usually, generally requires, uh, especially in, in a sitcom, a narrative sitcom, uh, requires somebody to say something and then somebody to say the joke. Mm. Um, and then somebody else says something. Yeah as Rob Long's book is called, I think, isn't it? Set up joke, set up joke. Yeah. And Rob Long, great cheers writer, of course. Mm. Um, so... You've got to have a pretty good... Yeah. I always think you've got to have a pretty good reason for someone in one speech, in a dialogue, mm. Mm. to say more than two sentences. 
I think the moment you go on to a third sentence, it's like, is this person, why is this person still talking? Yeah. Um, I think even if the other person just says, yeah, as you did just then, which shows that they're still listening. Yes. But actually, even then, you could put something into the other person which says, it's a line which suggests I'm still listening, but I'm mm. not. Mm. Um, I mean, so you could say, the person could say, as you've already said, which is a line which basically means I'm listening, but I'm I'm now bored of you. <laughs> and I, I can say that because I know that you're not listening to what I'm saying. Do you, do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you need to, if, if there is a speech, and actually, funnily enough, we've, uh, if you join us on Patreon, you can listen to a whole new mm. series called Sitcom Soup to Nuts, where we are creating a sitcom. And we've just suggested that we open the show with one of our characters giving a speech at a local council thing. And we would need to be very careful how we do that. And it would need to probably begin even halfway through the speech. And it would need to be... uh, And you would need to show reactions of people or people interrupting and create some dialogue around it. Because otherwise, one person talking at the start is, is, you know, you're making life very difficult for yourself. Although, and again, the, the particular uh, scene that I referenced as well was the, the opening scene of Frasier. Mm. Interesting what you were just saying there is, uh, you know, Frasier's catchphrase, I'm listening. Mm. And somebody rings and rings up and says, I've got this problem and things. And then uh, Frasier isn't listening, actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he does a two-minute monologue, uh, just the thing that I said, don't do. But actually, you know, they, the, it's Frasier. It's a, a spin-off character from one of the most successful sitcoms of all time, Cheers. So, you know, they, 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 they are indulged. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And it's a brilliant... Uh, and it's got a brilliant payoff as well to yeah. the fact that it is a two-minute monologue. Yeah. But, again, it's like what we were saying about the, the credits. Uh, it gets the whole backstory out of the way. Yeah. How, and, and it's got great jokes in it as well. Mm. Um, and, there's so, a great, and there's a great joke, that, and the Fraser one, where Roz yeah. basically says, oh, we cut to a commercial yeah, a minute ago. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you can do it in that, you know, if you've got a kind of amazing one-off instance way of doing it, then great but generally i find when i look at a script and i see a block of uh of, of dialogue as like james says mm. you know even if you can just get somebody in uh, undercutting you know with a little kind of undercut to it yeah. or just somebody going or, or it's a great yeah pioneer it's, it's, it's a sort of great motivating speech or something and people are motivated they're, they're like, i want to hear that i want to i want i want to get a sense of and you can use a bit it. of da- of action lines just to, to to put in some reaction mm. where you know so and so shakes their head whilst somebody else looks like um the you know looks riveted you know yeah. you, you can break it up a little bit as well like that um you know somebody is scrolling through their phone you know somebody is whatever Mm. um so there is a way of doing it but yeah normally that's a worry Mm. but the original point is it clear what's happening um i think is really important don't overuse action lines be as be as careful about what action lines you use in terms of dot you know set scenery and all that kind of stuff and telling people painting the picture of what's happening um as sparingly as you can, as sparingly as you would be, I hope, on dialogue, um, I think is really important. Yeah. And my, my other final one before, I'm sure Dave's got some others, but my other final one is, and this I find this very difficult, is typos. Mm. Uh, get someone, get the least funny person you know to proofread it and take out the typos because typos look really bad, especially yeah. in the first two pages. If you've got a typo in the first two pages, that really looks like you haven't really been through this and so you just want to be super careful you know and make sure that your characters names are spelt the same way each time if it's a Stephen with a ph don't have it a Stephen with a v because suddenly we're thinking oh is that is is that a different Stephen? um and and you've just immediately taken the reader out of what you've done so typos and wrinkles like that and formatting glitches again formatting people obsess over it as long as it's clear it doesn't matter as long as it's consistent it doesn't matter but the moment the formatting looks weird the moment there's a typo uh the moment you've called the character someone else the moment you've you know skipped a page the moment you whatever it is you're you've 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 basically let the light in and it's all 
you know, it's all gone. Yeah. Um, but you'd be surprised again at how many people send scripts that aren't actually finished mm. in that sense. I suppose the the only thing that I would add, and this is the the, the last thing I would say, is uh, you know, is hand in the script. You're going to send the script to us, and um, the, and the fact this was something Stephen uh, Stephen Moffat said. Uh, he has this uh, thing which is. Uh, you know, this is it. This is the most beautiful. This is a fantastic script. I'm really happy. It's the best I could possibly do. Press send. And as soon as you press send, you suddenly go, oh, my God. Oh, no. It's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. Mm. Um, as soon as you press send, let go. Okay. Yeah. Just forget about it. Okay. Now, that's you won't be hearing back from us yeah. for a few weeks. You know, mm. we'll be as quick as we can. Um, but... Don't sit there waiting for the next two or three or four mm. weeks. Just start thinking about your next idea, okay? Mm. Uh, so, or a second episode or yeah. something like that. But I wouldn't mm. go back over it. Yeah, don't, yeah, just, just, it's gone now. Yeah. You've said goodbye. Thank you very much. We've got it. Yeah. And yes, you can, you, you will go through, it's human nature. Yeah. Even Stephen Moffat, yeah. one of the most successful writers, best comedy writers mm. in the last 20, 20, 30 years, he sends his script and he goes, oh my God, if only I'd, oh, that was so, that, that bit that I wanted to change, yeah. page 32. And uh, he can do that because he's running his own show and nobody can tell him off. Yeah. But for reference, if you are asking someone to read a script for you, um, whether it's in a competition or not, it's you, you're going to annoy them when you send them a script and then a, two days later they go oh no don't don't read that last one read this one <laughs> yeah um that's yes. that's really annoying mm. and actually weirdly i had someone send me a script um and said thank you and I, i'd agree to read it for me as a mate and then and then actually someone else related to that script just said oh don't read that last one we're just going to do a bit more based on this or this mm. and i i couldn't quite remember where i was with it and i'd actually cleared time to sit and read their script. I just thought, yeah. oh, I said I'd read their script for them. And I opened it and I read the email and just thought, and, and, and read, oh, no, 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 that's not it. We'll send you another draft. And, yeah. and it's like, oh, you haven't sent it to me. Uh, right. Oh, okay, well, that window for me to read that script is now gone. Um, I, I'm sure I'll get around to reading it at some point when they send it to me, but they now haven't sent it to me. They sent me a draft, mm. but it wasn't ready. And now it's just... <laughs> That's quite frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I don't have time for this kind of thing. I'm far too... No, no. But you know what I mean? I use that as an example of it's just make it as good as you can. Check the typos. Make it clear. Do all those things. Send it off and forget about yeah. it. And Be aware that as soon as you've sent it, you're going to go all panicky anyway. So, yeah. so get used to it. Yeah. Uh, just have, you know have whatever calms you down yeah. uh, don't have a strong coffee um, you know have a gin and tonic if that's calm don't, don't have a gin and tonic if it makes you angry that's not yeah. you know you're one of those right. kinds of drinkers um, but that would be that would be our advice but hopefully all of this applies to a producer has said could you send me a script I, I really liked your live show mm. I really liked your YouTube video what have you got please send me the script those first 10 pages again are absolutely crucial yeah um, and so Hopefully, all this advice applies to that too. Okay, well, uh, good luck with it, and um, we shall be um, revealing all probably. I don't know if we manage to get it done before Christmas because it's a busy time of year, but we will. Well, we don't know how many scripts we're getting yet, but we've got. Got, got a fair few yeah so and the um, prize is that hopefully this the, the winner will be able to appear on the sitcom geeks podcast and we will read the whole script and we will uh critique it and hopefully give some useful feedback yeah. and um and make some suggestions about what to do however it may be that you are not ready to send us a script or you would like to know more about writing and scripts and sitcoms and stuff in which case we suggest you join us on patreon because if you join us on patreon um, for as little as a as a dollar uh, mm. a month, um, but if you, but there are other benefits to being uh, more invested than that. Uh, there are lots of things there, including access to all our audio, um, including early episodes uh, to stuff mm. that we've not um, put out yet. But also there are at least, oh, there must be at least ten hours worth of audio uh, mm. that uh, that has not been released. Maybe fifteen actually, including a whole series called Sitcom Soup to Nuts, as I mentioned earlier. Also, I'm I'm currently reading my, uh, doing an audio version of, of my book, writing that sitcom, uh, which you can buy uh, also as a PDF or via Amazon if you uh, 
look in the show notes or Google. If you look, if you look on Amazon for writing that sitcom, or go to my sit my page sitcomgeek.blogspot.com. Yeah, I really haven't updated it, have I? Um, then you can buy it as a PDF, yeah. um, but it's not available as a physical book. And and what that book does is it takes you from initial idea. Well, I begin with a bit of an intervention and I try to talk you out of trying to write a sitcom at all because it's just too much bother. And then go from going from initial idea to writing the script and then what, what to do with it. So that's writing that sitcom. And Dave has written uh, two books, or at least two books, How to Be Averagely Successful at Comedy. But the new book is The Complete Comedy Writer. Uh, why don't you say a bit about that? Yeah, it's, uh, it looks into detail. It does, uh, at every way, every aspect of comedy writing, obviously wanting to write sitcom, but also uh, just getting into making a living at writing comedy, if that's mm. what you want to do. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about uh, how, how to start out mm. the shows that you can write, how to write jokes, how mm. to write uh, one-liners for topical shows, how to write sketches, mm. um, screenplay. And that stuff's all key because, yeah. I mean, all of the great sitcoms uh, were written by people pretty much who'd written sketches first. Mm. There are very few examples of people who just suddenly, you know, like probably Galton and Simpson, but that's because there wasn't a big yeah. scripted comedy industry beforehand. Mm. But all of the likes like Andy Hamilton and um, Guy, Guy Jenkin yeah. and um, uh, John Sullivan and all those sorts of people. Yeah. Even yeah. Carla Lane had written episodes of other people's shows, yeah. I think, back yes, in the day. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah, um, Tony Roach, who writes uh, a lot of... Uh, who wrote The, the Thick, of, thick, of, it, thick and of It and Veep mm. and Succession and things. He, yeah. he started out writing one-line jokes for Weekending, yeah. as did James and I. Yeah. Um, and Simon Blackwell, who Simon writes Blackwell. Um, Back on Red yeah. Channel 4. He's got this new David Copperfield film coming out that everybody's raving about as oh, well. Oh, so, great. Yeah, so, uh, we should talk to Simon Blackwell, shouldn't well, we? We should, yes. He is a lovely, lovely man. He is. I'm a very funny guy. Yeah. Um, ah, I hate people. like It's like John Finnemore, isn't it? All over again. <laughs> I know. Car. If you're going to be that successful, at least be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I cling on to. Goodness me. I'm a terrible mm. human being. Um, so The Complete Comedy Writer is Dave's book. How can people get hold of that? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, on uh, available all good computers, really. It's mm. on Amazon. Uh, yeah, that's that's how. Just just look up Amazon Complete Comedy Writer. Uh, it's ebook as well. Um, mm. All, but Maybe if you're looking for uh, a Christmas present for that wannabe comedy writer in yeah. your life, then uh, get onto Amazon now and get it delivered to your door, thereby killing off the yeah. high street. Yes, physical present. But, but you've got a physical present there. Writing yeah. that sitcom is only an e-book, so you can't give that to okay. me at Christmas. That's right. a shame, isn't it? So get Dave's book uh, as, a, as a present. Um, that would be great. But also, you get some of these books free if you join us on Patreon. Yeah. So go to the links on the show notes and join us on Patreon, and that'd be great. And it also just means that you support the show and mean that we can keep doing this because um, it, it, we give the sitcom, we we give this podcast away <laughs> for free. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to kind of just claw back some of that time. Thank you for all of those who have stuck with us over the years. Indeed. We appreciate it yes. very much. Yes. And we also regularly converse with our Patreon subscribers via a Facebook group. Um, and so there's sort of access uh, in that sense too and we all sort of try and help each other and it's quite a supportive environment mm. um, which is which is rare yeah. uh, but 12 step comedy writers yes, guide yeah, absolutely yeah. Mm. cool well thanks very much for listening everyone thank you very much speak to you next time bye bye